Hello, welcome to Dad's the Dad's Gone Wild podcast episode two. It is, is it two or is it three? Uh, it's two for <laughs> two two point five. Yeah, 5. yeah, two point five. We had technical difficulties last time we met, but it is Thursday, November fifth. Let's host, tell the story. Let's tell them what happened. Uh, that's all right. We're good. No, let's tell them what happened. It'd, it'd, be, it'd be funny. Yeah. So Ryan, we got on the, we got on, we got this all set up. We had what? Gosh, how long was that? It was like it was like an hour, uh, maybe uh, maybe a little bit more, right? <laughs> at least at least an hour. And uh, lo and behold, we get to the end, and uh, all right, you know, have a good night, sign off, and uh, get a text <laughs> message, get a text message from Ryan saying, uh, I don't know what happened, but uh, did you get the did the record? Did you get the recording? <laughs> no, no, I did not. Oh, oh, I don't know what happened. And uh, we lost all of the content. So, yeah. You know, we're in the learning curve. We're figuring it out. So, yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, so. You like you like apologize profusely. And I'm like, hey, I, I mean, like, it, it happens. Like, we'll, we'll figure it out. So, yeah. First time. Here first we timers are. Over here. here we are. Yes. So, yeah. So, we are recording. This is the official official episode two, and as always, joined by my dear f- old friend Andy Fountain. Andy, how the hell are you? Uh, I'm doing I'm doing fantastic. How are you? I'm great. I I had an extra pep in my step this week. I don't know. I don't know what it was. It was just a uh, yeah. You know, just had just had that uh, that little extra mm, this week. Yeah. We can get into that later. We can get into that later. Um, okay, I guess I guess we will. Uh, first, kind of just kick, starting off with some headlines. So, uh, Detroit Red Wings have re-signed Anthony Mantha to a four-year deal. So it was a good to get him locked in. Average annual value is five point seven million, which is for somebody like Mantha, who's you know. Kind of a power forward, got good hands, can score, physical. It's a deal. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I like it. Um, the, you know, I, I maybe four years was a little bit beyond what I, I thought that you know Steve would be comfortable with. But you know, if that's, uh, I, I have no reason not to trust him. So. Uh, you know, I, I just the only think I guess my only critique of Mantha is that yeah, I mean, he's got the tools to to be a, a great player, but he's got to like, I don't know, he, he he's got to put it to put it all together and then like elevate his game. That's I, I think he, I think he's I think the ceiling I think he, I think he's he's got room to go and 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 he, but he needs to do it and we, he needs to produce. Yeah, I think. He's kind of been a little bit injury prone. Uh, some of that is, um, you know, from his own his own fault, you know, fighting. And I think Eiserman even called that out, just saying, like, I know that that's, you know, that's not necessarily a bad thing, but, it, you know, he kind of needs to phase that out of his game because he is too valuable to the team to lose to an injury because he broke his hand fighting. Right? Sure. Yeah. Um, especially when he's getting paid. Five and a, five and a half million dollars a year, you know he's getting paid to score goals, right? Right. And he's not. He's not getting paid to scrap. That's, that's yeah, exactly. That's, that's not. That's not what he's there for. So don't do that. 
like concentrate yeah. on while you're there. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, four years takes him to his 30th birthday. And one of the reasons why um, Iserman said that he wanted to get him locked in, I, you know, be, was because he didn't want to have Mantha and Larkin both going into unrestricted free agency the same year. So mm. Larkin's got three years left on his deal. So he'll be a UFA in 2024. And then okay. Mantha will be a UFA in 2025. Mm. So I think that that's kind of, that's probably maybe one reason why he went up to four years. Um, but either way, um, I think it's a good contract for, for the Red Wings. You know, Mantha's still making his money. He's got four years um, to, you know, prove his worth to the team. And at that point, too, you can see where you are with Dylan Larkin and whether you want to yep. lock him up for, you know, he's going to be a Red Wing lifer at that point because he's 24. So that'll take him to 20, you know, 27, 28, depending on when his birthday is. Um, but um, more interesting, I mean, the Wings have just so many UFAs going off next year. Um, I mean, the only two defensemen they'll have on the books after – um, 2022 is or 2021 is to Kaiser and Stetcher. Everybody else, this is you know it's either one or two years. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see what happens um, after this year because to Kaiser and Stetcher will be the only D left, and um, Aronic or Philip Aronic will be a restricted free agent after this year, but I'm sure he'll be we'll get him locked in, but. Um, what about like uh like so like they're if they're gonna be their defensive core is gonna be you know they have to retool like is is Cider gonna be ready to come up is or right. you think he'll think we'll see him this year um you know, I think, just to kind of figure out whether I he think, can he can do it or not yeah I think, I I don't know if he's gonna be up this year especially if it's shortened season but you know kind of probably in the next. Two years, you'd like to see him on the club, right? Yeah. Um, so hopefully, yeah, hopefully that can fill a slot. Um, <clears throat> but even more interesting, as I'm, I'm on capfriendly.com, this website's awesome. It shows basically the, the cap hit projected cap space for, for the team, but mm. it's also got like their long term IR and their buyout history. Okay. So after, after this year, Zetterberg comes off their long term IR. Okay. And Stephen Weiss is still on their buyout history. He has one more what? year left. He's made, he's making one point six seven million next year. Are you serious? Yeah, they're still paying off that Stephen Weiss contract. What? In the- <laughs> oh my god! Oh, the guy man. didn't even. The guy barely played on the team. He barely played. Barely played. So that's so that's awesome. Um, yeah, that's great. You know, granted. Yeah. <clears throat> you're dropping him off and um, you're still, you've added ad locator for the next couple, for the next six years, which kind of sucks, but whatever um, they needed a roster spot. But yeah, yeah well, anyway, I mean, so got to go through all this, all this, you know, back of house, you know, not back house, like all this, uh, you know, retooling and, you know, cleaning house, I guess the best way. And, you know, yeah. Let's get it out. Of, let's get out of the way. Let's let's end and let's get into a position where we can move forward. 
So for sure. Yeah. I mean, Darren Helms, uh, this is last year in his contract. He's a UFA. That's almost $4 million. That'll be off the books next year. Uh, Phil Pula, he's 36. He makes three, he's making $3 million. He'll be off the books next year. So, I mean, right there, that's, yeah, you know, right. so you can see, actually, seven, this that's, is, this is like, I, I, this is like almost like an unbelievable setup for us. Right. So you have this yeah. season right now that's going to be kind of like, you know, not traditional, not that it doesn't count. That's not what I'm trying to say, but like there's obvious like disruption right now. Right. So using this period of time to, to, you know, to burn through and, and really uh, get, you know, get to the point where you're ready to make moves. I mean, let's do it right now. Yeah, for sure. You know what I'm saying? Um, um, yeah, absolutely. And you know, the great thing too, is, I mean, even right now the wings have cap space um, and, you know, there's kind of this waiting period right now. Like things kind of got off. Um, you know, there was a lot of signings and movement, like right when the free agency period opened. Right. But I mean, there are there are teams that are strapped for cap space, and they're going to have to shed. They're going to have to shed salary, and teams like the Red Wings who have cap space are going to be ripe because they're going to get rid of because teams are going to have to get rid of players for basically that they don't want to. Um, for, yeah. you know, for pennies on the dollar because they have to stay under the cap. Right. Um, so the, I, I think once this, once they figure out when the season's going to start and when training camps settle down and they have to get rosters finalized, I think you're going to start to see some things, um, shake up even more as far as, you know, players getting moved because, you know, they're, te- because there isn't enough cap space, like somebody like a Las Vegas that just, I mean, they offloaded, uh, what's his name, uh, their defenseman, Nate Schmidt, for, you know, nothing. Um, and they still, I think they still have to to move some things around because they signed Petrangelo to that contract. So they're, um, you know, so that's a team right there where you could say, all right, you know, they're going to have to maybe move somebody that they don't want to, but they have to. So it'll be interesting to see. Uh, what what shakes out, but uh, another thing interesting about the NHL with the season approaching is that <clears throat> there has been a lot of noise about like really really wanting to get fans in stadiums or arenas, yeah. what have you, because somebody I think it was on ESPN one of the articles they were talking about <clears throat> they were like none of these owners got any revenue from ticket sales or anything. They're like you look at like the Dallas Stars, like they just made a long playoff run, they didn't. Mm-hmm. They Those owners didn't get anything, got nothing. Right. So they're going to want to, you know, and they're going to want to try and um, recoup some of that. And that's why, you know, I think they're going to start to, the the owners are really going to try and push to get people in the arenas. And I yeah. think, you know, it's pretty interesting to see that the NBA starting shooting, that was the other kind of note that I want, headline I want to talk about was that the, um, yeah, NBA is shooting for uh, December twenty second start with seventy two game season. Yeah, that's seems pretty quick, like right? yeah, yeah, that's a pretty quick turnaround. Yeah, um, but I think that's a really good sign because I think Adam Silver is a pretty sharp commissioner, a pretty sharp guy, and he seems to be able to. He's been able. He was able to navigate this whole COVID thing pretty well, and I'm not saying the NHL didn't. Um, yeah. and that they won't have things to figure out too, but to see that the the NBA is already saying, yeah, we're good to go. I think that's going to kind of light the fire in the NHL to be like, all right, we, we got to get something figured out too. Um, well, yeah, I mean, they, they're, they're going to, 
See, like like what you had said before about well, starting to looking that they were looking to start at, after January one, but we weren't sure if that meant like actual games or if that means they were going to have like a mini, you know, like a training camp and then have the season have the season start, and then that could have meant that we wouldn't see hockey until like mid February. Well, right, you know, now that, like like to your point, now that the NBA is saying no, we're starting the twenty second, we're going to be ready to go. I mean, the NHL can't really. They can't get too far away from that date, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think that they're like you know, they're like sister markets, right? Typically, yeah, yeah, and for sure. So and they, they they're overlapping winter sports, right? Right, exactly. And a, and a seventy-two game season. I mean, honestly, like I get it. Like there's eighty-two games. Like going back to the owners and them getting their revenues from ticket sales and stuff like that, but. I don't know, to me, like, sometimes it's like these seasons get a little long and, you know, it, the shorter the season, the more the games mean, you know, yeah. more that more the matchups mean. Like, look at the NFL. I mean, like, every game is, like, monumental, right? You've got to win. Um, For sure. NHL, NBA, yeah. I mean, the, baseball, I mean, shit, they, you, can, you can lose – you could go on a like a losing streak and still and still like re- rebound and make the playoffs. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's not the yeah. same. Oh, for sure. Base. Yeah, I know. I totally agree. I mean, these seasons, especially baseball, the season's way too long. I think you should. And I mean, how many times every year do you run into bad weather in, in April? Right. That you should start the yeah, season oh, in yeah. May and, and be done in September. Yeah, but like you know, it goes back to you know the owners. They want they want those games because it's revenue. You know, it's yeah, money. It's that's true, hundred percent. And I mean, for example, the Tigers when they were good, man. I mean, every single one of those oh, games was packed. Oh my gosh, dude! Like when remember remember when remember when uh, Verlander was like on his game. Those yeah. games would be like you could like it became like must watch. Yeah. And to get a ticket to like to find out that you had you were able to get tickets and he was going to be the starting pitcher, it was like wow. Like I want I want to make sure I'm there. Like I don't want to you know I don't want to stroll in late. Yes, especially that he won won the Cy Young and the MVP, and he won. What he went twenty four games, or did he? Yeah, is it twenty four games? It was a lot. He didn't get he didn't get to twenty five, but he was like the first twenty game winner in a long time. Um, and then you had Cabrera too chasing the triple crown. So I mean, it yeah, wasn't just like team right. success. People people were going in to look at. Uh, that's a great point. People were actually going to see like these these players complete these you know milestones, or, right? You know, chase after these milestones, whether it was um, you know Verlander trying to get the his first you know trying to get the Cy Young and then get his he was in the MVP race. Um, <clears throat> So yeah, I mean you can see what the uh, the reason why they have the the seasons that long, but yeah, I agree it, it waters it down a little bit. But, yeah. Uh, Let's yeah. See. So in night in two thousand in two thousand eleven, he had twenty four wins. Okay, so he, he did 20, get to twenty. He was twenty four and he was twenty four and five. God, that's absurd. But then, like, look at last year, twenty nineteen. It was twenty one and six. Okay, yeah, we'll get to that. We will get to that later because we do want to talk some tigers on the podcast. Um, yeah, and, and yeah. Okay, all right. Well, 
Yep. Verlander is definitely part of that conversation. So, but sure. I mean, first, first big topic of the weekend. Um, I mean, Michigan, Michigan State football. Didn't watch. A, didn't watch a minute of it. I can't believe you didn't watch a down. What were you I doing? I didn't watch any. I was. <laughs> I was. I was working in my yard. I was, oh, yes. I was working on the, uh, the. What was I doing? I was raking. I was raking leaves. And then I had to fix my dog fence because uh, it's actually a pretty funny story. If you want to hear, want me hear, want me to tell you, <laughs> please, please. So, this is dad's. This is dad's gone wild. Go ham. So, so my na- <laughs> so my neighbor, so like so my neighbor next door is this older gentleman who um, he and I have a little bit of history. He, we have a little bit of a history. Dating back to oh, okay. you know the night 1997. So like back when I was in middle school, I used to play roller hockey out in front of the house that I live in right now with my friends from middle school, and we no would way. skate up and down. Yeah, like I'm not I'm not kidding. And so like me and Killinger, and then like Josh Dyack and Simon Thomas and all these all these guys, Kurt Mumel. Um, we we would uh, like Stalfer. We we would all we would all play hockey out in front of this. Hockey. Well, this guy that's my now my neighbor used to come out and like get in our not get in our face, but be like, you know, you you guys can't leave all your bottles out here, and you can't you know you can't be making all this noise and uh, you know. And so now he's my neighbor, and so he <laughs> he was he like when you not, moved he, in he, when you moved he in no, he, he didn't like, know who I was across. Okay, I was gonna say like I could see this no. scenario where like you're carrying a box oh. in and he walks out and is on his porch and just stares at you and it's like you know you <laughs> this yeah exactly no that did not that did not happen I I took it it was a while before I like told them I'm like hey you remember those kids that used to play hockey out here in like the late nineties mid to late nineties and they were like him and his wife were like yeah I remember that I'm like we used to play roller hockey I'm like out here I'm like I was one of those kids and they were both just like. What? I'm like, yeah. I'm like me and these kids, these other guys used to come out here and play, and they're like, they're like, wow, that's amazing. So, anywho, so my this guy, my neighbor, does not like my dogs at all because Stanley barks and but and he just he hates it. He and I I'll be out there and he doesn't know that I'm outside, but I'll hear that I'll be outside and, I'll, and, and Stanley will bark and I'll hear my neighbor be like, ah, shut up! Like that. <laughs> and, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, oh my okay. God. You know, he's, he just doesn't like him. Well, alright. So, what happened was I was, this was like last week on like Thursday, a week ago today, I think. Yeah, it must have been, or Friday. I went outside and I had to take a phone call for work, so I got up and I went outside just to like get up and walk around. And I get outside, and there in front of my truck is like a pile of dog poop, like little individual pieces in a pile in front of my truck. Oh, I'm like no! <laughs> I'm like, I'm like that's kind of odd. I'm like, what? The, why would the, the dogs kind of like? Why would they poop that much in one spot? And then I was just like, oh, okay. So he. So the dogs meandered on over to his yard and must have pooped somewhere on his yard. 
I still think that it was a little bit of an embellishment because we have an area where we kind of share a yard and they do poop along there. And I think he got pissed off and picked up a bunch of that poop, all, all of it, and just put it on my driveway. I can't prove it. It's just my speculation on my part. Good Cause God. Because he, he doesn't like them. So then, so then I was like, oh, all right. I was on this phone call. I couldn't take care of it. So I left it there on the driveway <laughs> and went back inside. <laughs> and he was outside. He was outside when he saw me do like come and look at it. And I just walked away or whatever. So I, I eventually went out later and probably, cleaned it up. He was probably thinking, he's like, he's just going to leave it. Unbelievable. So, so, then I, <laughs> so then I go out and uh, clean it up and whatever and i made the mistake of telling my wife about it and then she was just like oh my god the dogs are going in the yard and they're pooping all over the place and da, da, da. And i was like all right you know i i don't think that that's what happened i explained my little theory she thought it was crazy i'm like all right fine and then she's like you know this dog fence if this dog fence was just fixed then this would not happen and, da, da, da. and i'm like <laughs> and she was just on and on did you ever call invisible fence uh you know what nope i i didn't and she's like well if this dog fence was fixed then it wouldn't be a problem and uh, and now you're gonna these neighbors are gonna be upset with us and so then i i i got a little heated about it and i was like you know i don't really i don't really have no love loss here because this guy really doesn't, you know, he's not very particularly nice to me or he doesn't really care. So long story short, uh, on Saturday, I was just like, you know what? I don't want to hear any more complaint about this, this dog fence. And I went to the store and got all the, got the material and I came back and I replaced the entire fence. I ripped out the old wire and installed a new one around the entire perimeter of my property. That's what I did. Up to the instead of watching, is it going through the front or is it the football game? The football game. Was it just the backyard that has the fence, or is it through the front? No, it, it goes around my entire pro- like property, front yard, wow. to, to, like through the easement, around the backyard. Yeah, you know, around yep. like the whole. It, it's like one big loop. So then I did all that, and then I then I figured out that the the little uh, the system that we have the uh, the collars that the dogs have they don't work anymore. So then I had to buy a whole new system. And Do you think it was just result. the system in the first place, and maybe you didn't have to rewire the whole yard? No, because the well, it was. It's not the system; it was the collars. The collars. Oh, okay, so that's. Anymore. So you have to buy. A so then you had, I couldn't. Then I couldn't buy that. Then they don't make that system anymore, so you can't really buy the collars. So then I had to buy a whole new system. It was just like, oh my god. But it's working now, and everybody's happy, and the dogs are running. Uh, I mean, it works, but we have we haven't trained the dogs. I have to put the collars on them and get all that set up. But oh, yeah, okay, but it yeah, works. You can't just it works. Good. Well, so yeah, that's like, what um, that's what I was doing instead of watching the football game. Yeah, I mean, twenty-one and a half point dogs. Yeah, and they go into. They go in and uh, I mean they they stunt. That's a stunning a stunning upset. And Mel Tucker. So is, like, do you think that they are legit, or do you think they just got up for the game? Um, I mean, I think it's definitely one of those things where you know they have some pieces. It's not quite as um, you know, it's not quite as bad as we thought from the previous week, and a lot of that was due to the turnovers, but. Um, you know, they brought it 
you know, on the offense and defensive lines. And that's really kind of established the, you know, that kind of established the, the you know, the game. I mean, right from the, the start, you know, Michigan had a three and out. Um, they were getting pressure on Joe Milton. Uh, Panashev, uh, you know, got in there twice. So they, right from the get go, they were, they were getting in front of them and, or they, you know, they're getting to them and, and forcing, you know, forcing them to, to three and outs. And the other thing is Michigan state has some dudes on the outside, you know, they've got some wide receivers that are good. Um, you know, Jalen Naylor and Jane Reed are, you know, they're talented, they're talented wide receiver. And obviously so is Ricky white. I mean, we didn't even know about him. The guy had 196 yards catch receiving and a touchdown as a true, as a freshman, a true freshman. So he had an unbelievable game and, you know, Michigan state credit to coaches. Tucker had, he had them ready to go this week. He knew how important this game was. Yeah. Um, but really good defensive game plan. You know, they really didn't give Michigan too much. They kept everything in front of them. And then offensively, you know, Don Brown kept leaving his corners on an island and wasn't providing any help over the top from the safeties. And Rocky Lombardi and those receivers made him pay. I mean, he yeah. was just – they were just throwing bombs all day, and they were they were hitting on him. And Harbaugh and Brown didn't make any adjustments. None. And that's well, – that's – uh I guess that, and and that creates a great opportunity for you guys. And you exploited it. I mean, you know, I'm – yeah. It, it obviously, it, obviously, that wasn't supposed to happen. Uh, it, 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 but you know, it did, and uh, I, I, I know that you guys certainly weren't upset about it. Um, I, I just, you know, I hope it doesn't like create some sort of false, you know, uh, expectation. You know that oh well, you know, now that you know, there's still, I think there's still, like you said, there's still going to be some growing pains. They have good, you know, they have got some good pieces, but there's still some. You know, there's still work to be done, and so I think if, you, if everybody, you know, all the Spart- Spartan nation understands that, and they can, they can be patient for a year or two. But I, I mean, I, you know, I, I, like, I like what I see so far. <laughs> you know, it's uh, certainly yeah, uh, I mean, I exceeded the ex- expectations. I think so far. Tucker's Tucker's been with this group for like a month. You know, yeah. like because of coronavirus and all the stuff, like they haven't had. No right. spring game, no 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 fall camp, nothing. I mean, literally, right. they even had a week of practices called off because because of positive positive tests. So, like, you know, th- to go out there and win that game as a twenty one point underdog, yeah, I think, yeah, I think uh, the program's in good good hands. And he went and did that without his guys, and yeah. You know, it's going to be it's going to be a couple. You know, it's going to be a two or three year rebuild. Uh, yeah, is Michigan State competing for a Big Ten championship this year or next year? No, absolutely not. Um, every single right. week is going to be a grind. You know, they're they're seven point dogs against Iowa this weekend. Iowa's own two. So yeah, <clears throat> you know, it's just you look at Harbaugh's been there for six years. That's arguably his worst loss. Yeah. Hmm. 
and I mean, they were showing the stat. They were showing the stats on. Uh, they were showing the stats on uh, during the game. He's one in six at home against Ohio State and Michigan State. He's three and three against the Spartans, and it's already. Co- I mean, it's already coming up. National media, local media, is is this is this thing done? <laughs> like, is everybody is everybody done with with Harbaugh there? Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, nobody, nobody, nobody thinks he's going to beat Ohio State this year. I mean, some people probably do, but that's not happening. Well, so I guess then my naturally my question becomes: Okay, so if it's not going to be Harbaugh, you know, who is it? <laughs> who? It's, uh, it's literally what Valeni and Rico were talking about this week. That it's, it's Sophie's choice, right? Have you ever heard of that before? No. Like, what, what does that mean? So Sophie's choice is like you, you basically. Every choice that you have has negative consequences. It's just which is the least negative. Yeah. So you, you stick with, you stick with Harbaugh, and it's more of the same, right? Still isn't right. going to Indy. Um, he's never won as an underdog at all. He's zero thirteen in games that he's an underdog. Um, it's just listen to the radio this week was just like all these crazy stats, um, and mm. then yeah. Who, Who's next? Who who are you going to get to 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 come in and, and be the coach? I don't know. Yeah, I honestly I, I can't tell you. Yeah, I, because, I know we talked about it last week, but like you know that whole Rich Rod and Brady Hoke era and all that kind of stuff, and I'm like, man, they don't want to go back to that. You know, no, this was supposed to know, be their, their. This was their guy, and we talked about it. Yeah, this this was. Yep. This was Harbaugh's. This was Harbaugh's chance to put Michigan State in a body bag, and just say, yeah. you're, you're, we're done with you for now. You're gone." Guess but what? Basically, he just is just like he's like, "No, oh, you guys are legit. You guys are legit. We don't. We don't want you to go away." That's basically what he said. Yeah, yeah. Or he just doesn't. Might not be. No, but yeah, he uh, he showed his. His, um, I mean, Michigan. He got out coached by <laughs> flat out. He got out coached by Mel Tucker, and yep. Here, and this is what this game did for for. I think it was Rico Beer was talking about this and Graham Couch too. This that win solidified D'Antonio's legacy because that was a game that Michigan State would always lose. Yeah. Well, I mean, what, what, I mean, guess why do you say it solidified his legacy? Because it's his team; these are his guys because that are still kind of. Because he's he turned the he was the one that turned the tide in the rivalry, and kind of switched it from it, he he put the he put the 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 rivalry you know on its head when he started beating Michigan, won four games in a row. He was eight and two at one point. And now that he, you know, after he left, it was like, all right, well, this is going to be the same old Spartans, right? Where they, they can't right. beat Michigan. They can't get out of their own way. And the fact that Tucker went in, they went into Michigan Stadium against a ranked Michigan team that just, you know, just looked like they were unbeatable. And he won that game. It, it solidified the culture change that, that D'Antonio instilled <laughs> at Michigan State. Sure. Sure. No, you're, I mean, it's a great point. I mean, it's uh, 
it's something that, you know, it's something that, uh, <clears throat> you know, given the way that, that D'Antonio exited, right. You know, it wasn't exactly probably the way either side would have wanted it to go. But, you know, when, when that, when this happens, it's kind of like, yeah, that, uh, that was, a, that was a good time. You know, it was, it, it, he, he, he did good things, for, you know, at Michigan state. Yeah, you know. if you yeah, you know, a few Big Ten championships and a playoff are good things. Yeah, he did right. some good things, but I, strictly, yeah, I mean, he did amazing things, and yeah, a lot of us were ready for him to go, um, you know, but the fact yes. of the matter is, like this this rivalry was kind of, you know, he he's the one that really kind of flipped the script on the Michigan Michigan State rivalry where. You know, it wasn't <clears throat> it wasn't always going to be Michigan winning, and now it's, right. it's nine no, of thirteen. Yeah. Nine, it's nine of thirteen, and you know, it's uh, you know, this was a game that Michigan State would always lose, always lose. Especially you're looking at a new coaching staff. You know, the, the circumstances of the coronavirus stuff, like, you know. Right. It's, uh, <clears throat> it was an incredible win. I mean, it's uh, one of the upsets of the year already. Yeah. No, for sure. And it's, for sure. A lot of people, a lot of people, I mean, you know, a lot of people look at that, that game. And I mean, I mean, MSU didn't have a chance. <laughs> they didn't have a chance. Nobody thought, yeah, they're going to go in there and kick ass. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, like the, the, the expectations were, were very low. So yeah, I mean, the fact that they the fact that they were competed and then won is just like, you know, yeah. I I, I was again. I, I feel like stupid that I didn't watch any of the game, but. You know, it's uh, it wasn't trouble with the snap. That was way more dramatic. But it's still, you know, it's a, it's a, it's another one of those like, oh, this wasn't supposed to happen. You know, no, it was a, it was a uh, Michigan State brought it. Trouble with the snap has to be like one of the best. It, it has to be one of the best sports calls of my life. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. That is like unbelievable. <clears throat> right. Yeah, it's like kind of that is uh I remember that. I was in I was in Grand Haven at the at the bar with my dad and I and when that happened I called you and we both just like kind of yelled into the phone. We didn't really say anything to each other. <laughs> I, <laughs> and I, I, I was hung up cuz it was just out of control at the bar. It was like Yeah. Yeah. That was uh that was insane. Yeah. Yeah. Um but yeah. yeah so Spartans uh our one and up Tucker's one and zero against Michigan for the next year, so it'll be interesting right. to see what uh, what happens next year. Yeah, but uh, yeah, ho- hopefully it'll be we'll be hopefully we'll be back to somewhat normal like schedule and whatnot. You know, like we'll be able to. Yeah, oh yeah, you know, uh, hopefully okay. hopefully Corona, hopefully Rona's in the in the rearview mirror by that point, but uh, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so go green. 
And other big news this past weekend was AJ Hinch is oh, now yeah. the Tigers manager. And I think yeah. you had you had a question that you wanted to pose that was uh, hopefully we can get well, to it. Yeah, I did. I did. Yeah, I did. And I like you know, we can talk about that. But like, really, I think like the more like maybe the more prevalent uh, topic or prevalent uh, issue is that you know Hinch, right? I mean, we have a we got a guy now that's going to attract you know it's going to attract talent into into Detroit. You know, guys are gonna look here now because because he's here, and that kind of led me. Like, I started to think about that. And I'm like, you know, like, well, when was the last time that we had that? It was probably, you know, what uh, Dombrowski with with like uh, with Leland, you know, mm-hmm. like a while ago. So, you know, uh, is it? So, who was that? If that, if that was the last time. You know, it's been it's been a while, like because Osmus was supposed to be this wizard and whatever, and that didn't work. <laughs> and then you had Gardenhire, who was like, you know, basically like Leland Part Two, um, but but not not as not as uh, full of personality like like uh, Leland was. You know, more of like a traditional manager. So now you got yeah, Hitch in there, point. and so it's you know what I mean. Like now you get Hitch in there, and people are going to be looking here. So. I don't know. I start to think about like our general manager and all the other positions. And it's like, you know, uh, thank God we got this guy in here that people are going to now be like, all right, let's take, we'll be taken seriously. Instead of just like, eh, no thanks. (laughs) You know? Yeah. So it's a good point. And I think, um, I think it was Wojo that actually tweeted it out and he was like, you know, whatever the sign stealing stuff is fine. It happened. Yep. He's 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 owned it. But the fact of the matter is, if it wasn't for that, the Tigers are not getting a caliber, are not getting a candidate of this caliber. If it wasn't for that, they're not getting an AJ Hinch. The reason why they got AJ Hinch is because because of that sign stealing scandal, nobody else is calling him. And right. you know, so guess what? The f- you, you have the to, fact that to... what's that? Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just, just going to say that, you know, the fact that they have him here now, you know, guys are going to see what he did in Houston and be like, you know, this guy's going to make me a better player. You know, forget the fucking sign stealing and shit. Like, look at Justin Verlander. He went down to yes. Houston and was unbelievable. He's, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, like he, he – what, what did we say at the beginning of this thing? He was – last year he was 21 and 6 or something or 21 – I'm sorry, 21 and – yeah, 21 and 6. I mean, like, yeah, and he, he, he admitted it. He's like he, – he opened my eyes up to so many things with some of his analytics and it made Verlander a better pitcher. Did, didn't he win the Cy Young a couple uh, years yeah. ago? I, I feel like yeah, he did. he did. He did. He won the Cy Young <laughs> last year. Yeah, so like – um, I think is that right? I, yeah, yeah. It's a pri- it's a prime example of like a player who you, everybody thought like ah you know he's kind of past his prime he's got a couple good years left. Well, a couple right. good years left was you know a World Series and uh, Cy Young. <laughs> I don't think anybody right. saw that. So um, I mean, people have already they are I know obviously people have talked about it because it's a feel good story because um, Verlander. Obviously, he looks back very fondly on his time in Detroit. He was a very beloved player, but he's a free agent in 2022. 
Dude, he won the Cy Young last year. He was 36 years old. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know what? Like, hey, <laughs> I, you want to come back? Verlander, you want to come back and play in Detroit and play with Hinch again? Like, like let, let's do it. I mean, like, if it, I mean, you know, he's going to have this Tommy John surgery and, you know, that, that's a big question mark. I get that. But, I mean, I mean, I kind of look at him like he could be the Kenny Rogers of, like, you know, the yeah. next era the- of, of pitchers that come that come through. And that's it, how ironic that, like, you know, he was, like, basically at the beginning of his career when Kenny Rogers was on the team. Yeah, as a rookie. Yeah, I mean, t- right. talk about for, full circle, but, <clears throat> you know, not even Verlander. Obviously, that's – he's got ties to Detroit, but, like, you know, people are looking at other players on the Astros. They're going to be free agents like George Springer and say – Hey, is, yeah. you know, our or Carlos Correa, are players like that going to look at Detroit and be like, dude, I played for AJ Hinch. I loved it. He made me a better player. I, you know, I, I don't care where it is. I'm going to play uh, for him. Right. And, you know, Detroit's a oh, great baseball a, town. It's, it's one of the yeah. best. Hell yeah, it is. It's, it's, it's a great, a, I mean, like, first of all, it's, it's a, a great, great sports town. town. Yes. It's a, it, it's a phenomenal sports town, right? Between, you know the four majors, and then you got Mich- U of M football, two, Michigan State two football. Big, I mean, two like, Big Ten schools. There's just so much. I mean, there's just so many events that you can, you know, you can uh, partake in. It's it's uh, really. I mean, and like we talked about this before. There's that you know, it, basically the, like the time of us growing up. You know, we've we've seen we've been pretty fortunate because we've seen you know either six you know a championships lot of, or a lot or, of or, or yeah. Or you know some success for uh, in pretty much everything but the Lions, you know all the other three, and, and and I shouldn't say everything but the Lions. We've seen a couple of teams that have been competitive, but not like you know not consistent, of course, which we don't want to get into that. But we, not, we really have not seen con- quite a bit. not contending not contending for a world championship, right? But every other team has. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, the, the Tigers the win, and the Pistons win, and you've seen the Tigers bend to what two world two World Series now. That in my lifetime, bro. I mean, mm-hmm. I was a baby when they won in '84, but yeah, exactly. So Michigan and Michigan State basketball have gone to Final Fours. Oh, Michigan, um, Michigan State basketball, another major, you know, major oh, elite uh, college draw. basketball program. Elite exactly. college basketball program for sure. It's like you start putting all these pieces together. It's like, man, it is a, it really is a nice, it is a really nice sports town, you know, state, if you will. Like there's a there's a lot oh. there's a lot of uh, events a lot of sporting events here that are, are great. Um, yeah, it's so. it's a it's a the fans are passionate too. It's not uh, you know it's it's a great sports market and the the, the Tigers yeah. man when they're good there's nothing better. <laughs> I mean they're oh, just uh, it's, yeah hundred percent hundred percent those those games back in you know when I remember when when Prince Fielder joined the team and. I think it was. I think you and I were at that. Were you and I at that game when he when they when like when Prince and then Cabrera went back went back to back home runs. Were you at yeah, that game with like me? Was, second. It was the second game of opening weekend. Uh, yeah, it was. Yeah, and me, you, and Dusty, I think, went there. Yeah, we all went, and I mean, they won. They they crushed Boston. It was like. Fourteen to three, and ironically enough, it was Boston who ended who ended it for him in the yeah, championship series the next year. Fucking crazy. Um, 
Remember when Prince Fielder yeah. fell down rounding first base? That was cool. Oh. <laughs> Remember when he couldn't hit the broad <laughs> side of a barn in the 2013 playoffs? Oh, my God. Uh, anyway, so we're, we were – I'm not sorry. We got way away from the topic. But, yes, talking about Inch, now he's the he's the manager. Um, yeah. It's, I, yeah. You know, your original question was, what, would Alavila be the GM for any other Major League Baseball team? Uh, I don't yeah, know. I mean, that, that kind of goes back to my – that kind of, that yeah. kind of goes back to when I was talking about like what was the draw. Well, you know, Alavila is not like really a name, and then I'm like, well, who else? You know, if he was available, would he be GM for somebody else? And yeah, I mean, maybe I'm not. I, I should do some more research on that, but I, I just I don't know. It seems like seems I mean, like yeah. he's not some, a name that you hear come up like, well, you know, for, when someone's looking for a GM, GM, I really never hear. Oh, well, you know, Alex Alavila might be available for the Tigers, or you know, they could go get him. Right, you don't really hear that. No, you're right. It's uh, he hasn't made any moves that you're like, holy shit, like that was yeah, like, phenomenal. Like, yeah, I mean, he's drafted Casey Mize and um, you know Riley Green and Spencer Torkelson, but he's picking you know number one. You know, Casey Mize right. could have done that. So you know, we'll see how the rest of these guys develop and stuff. But yeah, it's going to be exciting sure. to see what happens in the next few years with with AJ Hinch. Um, calling the shots and and see what how he develops these players. It's going to be. I'm really excited about Tigers baseball. Yeah, no, I am too. And like, you know, like I was starting to get like, yeah, I haven't really watched much in the last couple of years because it's just you know it's they've, uh, they've been on watch. They've been unwatchable. They've like been on. Yeah, they have. It's it's not been enjoyable. But hey, I I, I still love baseball, and I, I it's not that I don't you know. I don't enjoy it, but uh, you know, it's just when they're not when they're not playing well. It's 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 uh, other things become more important, I guess. I, I don't know. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I mean, if they're not good, you find other ways to occupy your time. I, I get it, but right. I right. mean, yeah. I mean, during this, I mean, I remember the summers, man. We would ju- you just you get home from work, you'd have dinner, and then it was like bang, seven o'clock. I'm putting the tires yes. on. Exactly. I'll I'll put the game on, and while I you know work on a project or get something done around the house, and yep. you know, exactly. Yeah, more often than not, they're going to win. You know, they're going to win more than they lose. And right, yeah, that's just uh, yeah. I'm really looking forward to that. Um, but uh, we are we are up against it. But a couple, just a couple things. Lions um, related that I just want to touch on really quick. Um, boy, they came crashing down to earth this past weekend against the Colts. Once again, they go up seven nothing, and then Indy just didn't turn, just didn't look back. And I, honestly, like I was watching the Colts, and like I look at them defensively, I'm like, yeah, this is a really good defense. But like, I just feel like I look at Philip Rivers, Philip Rivers playing, I'm just like, man, like, when he throws the ball, I'm just like, there's nothing there. It's just like. <laughs> you know, like I just, yeah, I'm not quite convinced that they their offense can keep up um, with some of the upper echelon teams in the in uh, the AFC. We'll find out because I think they play Baltimore this weekend. Yeah, they play the Ravens. Um, but for the Lions, I mean, my God, back to back to back to uh, mediocrity. Um, yes, yeah, that was just an absolute ass whooping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it really, it really was. But, I mean, they yeah. got spanked. 
Yes, they did. But you know what? That they like we said, like finally they lo- finally they lost because it was starting to be like, well, if you if you guys, why are you winning these games? Because now there's not going to be any progress with you know a new coaching staff or whatever. And you know, I I don't know. We we talked about it last week. I know it didn't we didn't get it recorded, but conceivably at that time, I thought we were like that they could go, they could be seven, seven and four, right? It's still, so it's now, still not off this. It's still not off the it, table. It, I mean, it, oh, it's it's played, still possible. This it's it's yeah, very possible. Good. I'm just saying, like, I think the Colts was a game that we said that that was the one that they, one of the ones we thought they would win. I thought. Well, yeah, we we kind of just we were looking at kind of what happened. Yeah, I thought they were going to win too. I honestly did, but um, I'm glad I was wrong. I'm glad we were wrong. But yeah, I mean, nope. this weekend the Vikings are not good. Um, now Dalvin Cook may run for 500 yards against against the Lions, but um, you know if you basically can stop him and try and make Cousins beat you, you probably got a pretty good shot to win. For the Lions, uh, I mean, if they don't have Stafford, I yeah, they're in trouble. Um, he's on the reserve was it the reserve COVID list or whatever. He can still play because it was he had contact with a non team member. So if he has five negative tests in a row. He's cleared to play. If he can play, they've got a shot because even without Galladay, the Minnesota Vikings are atrocious defensively, and their secondary is awful. They've given up 15 receiving touchdowns. They've given up 15 touchdowns to wide receivers this year, which is the most in the league. Marvin Jones, a playoff last year. Yeah, dude, they were they were in the NFC Championship game like two years ago. Yeah, so and then like um, I'm watching, I'm thinking about them, and then I'm watching the game right now, and like, what happened to San Francisco? Injuries. Were they? Okay. Uh, okay. They lost. I mean, they lost. Uh, they lost Nick Nick Bosa. Um, who else got? They lost like two or three guys like for the season in like week two. Um, and oh, now okay. Kittle's out for the, George Kittle's out. Um, yeah. Raheem Raheem Mostert has been hurt all year. He's like their. Who's their best running back? And Debo Samuel's been out, and they lost Garoppolo last week. He's done for the year, I think. Oh, I think what, what happened with him? Another injury. I don't know what it, I don't know what it was. But uh, yeah, so yeah, San Francisco. I mean, we like talked a, about that. He's got like a, a, a official like he's got hurt feelings because he doesn't have anybody to. To throw to or to uh, throw <laughs> a, a team to play for, and so he's uh, that's his injury. He's permanently got uh, you know he's permanently upset because things aren't going yeah. his way. I'm, I'm kidding, but I don't yeah, know. I, yeah. Um. Anyway, what good, were you uh, saying? Good question. Um. That's why when we were talking, like, dude, when you're there, man, you got you got to close the deal because you never know when you're going to be back. And I know that. That's something that that Izzo always talked about um, with bas- with basketball of you know yeah winning winning when you're there because you never know when you get back and you know luckily as a Spartan fan knock on wood he's been able to continue to get back in that position but I mean San Francisco they were in the Super Bowl last year and right now they're at four and four and it doesn't look good because they've got a lot of their key players out. You know, a lot of the luck goes into it. Staying healthy, you know. There's sure. just it's such a physical sport. Guys get hurt all the time, right? But uh, yeah, suck. So, um, you know, 
we'll see what happens this weekend, but Detroit definitely has a chance to win. I, would, I wouldn't count them out against Minnesota. No, I think we said that this is a game that they would, they would win. Yeah, because I think they play Minnesota, Washington. I mean, the schedule sets up pretty well for them. Sure. So, but, uh, yeah, man, it's a good show. Great week to be a Spartan. Can hold your head high of, uh, for the next year. Um, yes. I, I, saw an, I saw a funny quote um, in one of the articles. I think it was in the free press. It was Sean, I think Sean Windsor wrote it. He was quoting, paraphrasing Gary Muller. Uh, when he was, it's pretty much sums it up is that there's no better feeling beating the Buckeyes, but there's no worse feeling than losing to the Spartans. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, that's too bad. So I'm sorry. I feel bad for him. <laughs> you feel bad for who? Gary Muller? Yeah, I like I'm, I'm, I guess I'm being sarcastic, but uh, oh, yeah. oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, way I, over I me. Sorry for him. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, <clears throat> yeah, excellent. Well, that'll do it. You got anything else? No, I'm good. I, I hope uh, hope you have a good weekend, and we'll, uh, we'll talk next week. Yeah, for sure. Take care, bud. All right. Take her easy. Until next time.